For those of you who came in after my greeting, good morning, St. Luke's. On this cold February morning, I bet that many of you are glad to be in Atlanta, Georgia, rather than Albany, New York, where it's very cold. The northern part of this country has been hit with an Arctic blast establishing some of the coldest temperatures ever recorded. Northerners, are you happy to be here? <laughs> oh, maybe we don't have any in. And God bless the people of New Hampshire for those frigid temperatures. Those of you who have family and friends in the north hope they are okay. Some of you are familiar with the reality sh cooking show, Hell's Kitchen. The show invites contestants to use salt and other ingredients in their meals under the direction of the intense and colorful-mouthed British chef, Gordon Ramsay. Then each team member must present their culinary creations to a panel of judges as contestants vie for the single prize as top chef. Following the mold set by the legendary Julia Childs, cooking shows have become very popular in this country, despite the fact that many of us do not do a lot of cooking at home because of a time-limited lifestyle or simply a lack of interest. Prepared delivery meals, grocery store delis, restaurant pickups, and eating out are often preferred to accommodate our busy lifestyles. Many of us will eat out today as opposed to the Sunday meal at home prepared by a mother, father, or grandmother, as many of us experienced during our childhood. At the nine o'clock, one of our children heard that as, go out and eat. <laughs> My mother is a fabulous cook and mastered the dishes in that time-honored tradition of soul food, a cultural offering that we celebrate this Black History Month. And as time permits, I like to dabble in cooking myself, especially sharing my dishes as a way of caring for others. The common ingredient in all this cooking is the mineral that gives food flavor, salt. While there are some meals that omit this ingredient for health reasons, there is a salt substitute to enhance the meal in a similar manner. As I prepared turkey wings last night, I was careful to place just the right amount of salt on each wing for flavor. I was very conscious of today's gospel. In his characteristic style of using metaphor, here in Matthew's gospel today, Jesus uses two. In the first, he refers to us as the salt of the earth. 
He calls his followers salt because he knew that they would understand the importance of salt as essential not just for adding flavor or zest to food, but as a preservative. Salt has its seasoning quality in its pure state. Therefore, when we live as the salt of the earth, we exhibit a faithfulness to God, exhibiting unconditional love toward others, treating others as we want to be treated, and preserving the earth as salt preserves food from decay. In the same sentence, you are the salt of the earth, Jesus uses the conjunction but to declare that salt is only worth its salt if it has flavor. And in this ancient Near Eastern world where Jesus lived, salt losing its taste could not be restored and therefore had no value. So this is Jesus' plea to us to remain, as the Apostle Paul writes, steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord. The second metaphor is that we are lights in the world. In Jesus' mind, as salt is to food, light is to the world, essential for sustenance, hope, and stamina. You are the salt, and you are the light of the world. Again, Jesus calls us to be that example to a world broken in the dark and cannot find its way. Let your light shine that others may see your good works is underscoring the earlier point that you have a responsibility in this world to be an example. As biblical scholars assert, Jesus came to shine a light on short-sightedness and hypocrisy to fulfill the law and the prophets. Jesus pointed out to the Pharisees, the religious and political leaders who prided themselves in following edicts to the letter, that this was not enough. In their self-righteous zeal, Pharisees often became blindsided in having compassion and embracing those around them as one with God and themselves. As followers of Jesus, our light must be that light, shining in the darkness of bigotry and the dawn of indifference. I cannot think of a more needed time than now to stand up with high beams to the destructive force of sin manifested by too many in disregard for the planet and disrespect toward each other. A turning away from God and a turning toward guns. A turning away from the light of human compassion into the dark abyss of depraved, cold hearts with badges that destroy human life. Today's world calls us, St. Luke's, to shine brighter, 
our vision statement that we just completed is that we shine that light by being more courageous in our Christian witness for the heart of Atlanta. In her online blog, the director of the Absalom Jones Center for Racial Healing in our diocese, Dr. Catherine Meeks, calls our Christian charge to uphold the teachings of Jesus with slightly different language. She leads her conversations and challenges us to love like Jesus by challenging us to be a few shades braver. When our lights shine like Jesus, we can become that city, city upon a hill. One of the sad realities of today is that our light is not bright and we are not attracting younger generations to this Christian church to which we have committed our lives. There is a very dim light coming from factions of our church, and far too long many of us have not allowed our bright lights to shine, allowing unfortunate factions in this church to use scripture and doctrine to present Christianity as unaccepting of the full and equal stature of God's people who are women and lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered. These young people have wisely recognized the contradiction of claiming to love like Jesus, yet not following him by casting some of God's people as less than. Ironically, they understand that Jesus came to oppose the same people now claiming his name. In this troubling time, I hear so many of you that you are finding it difficult to navigate these choppy waters that we find ourselves on. In this Black History Month, we are witnessing daily a resurgence of racism, anti-Semitism, and anti-immigration sentiments that we have not seen or heard in decades. So where do we find hope? We find hope through the power of prayer that we all can access in our conversation with God, inviting God to be active in our lives, on our jobs, in our families, every day to give us the stamina, to give us the courage to speak out with love, and to stand against the darkness of hate. We are never alone in a difficult passage, and like the lighthouse guides ships to shore, we must guide others to a solid foundation to shine that light on the truth that slavery and segregation did exist, and that black people and other racial minorities still suffer from that legacy of racial injustice. For it is only in truth that we move forward and free ourselves and honor our baptismal covenant to strive for peace and justice 
for all people in this world. And while some of us Episcopalians get just a little uncomfortable talking about sin, lying is still sin. We cannot change the sins of the past, but we must remember those sins so that we do not repeat them. When each of us shines a bright light, a beautiful light, we will have a different world. It is like the starlight that guided a Christian woman named Harriet Tubman that brought black people, God's people, out of slavery. It is like the morning light that led a Christian preacher and later congressman and thousands over a bridge to freedom for civil and human rights. And it is like the daylight breaking through jail bars that stirred an Atlanta prophet in Birmingham who wrote a Christian treatise to clergy about what it meant to love and live like Jesus. So let your light shine every day that you have breath. I still believe in Jesus' claim that we are the salt of the earth when we shine our lights in this darkened world. So may you get up every day with a song on your heart to shine following the powerful example of black saints of old who refused to give up and give in to a cruel world, but shone a light into a darkness for transformation. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, oh, let it shine.